Hi, welcome to The Authentic Existence with Katie and Lori. We're both like super weary to start talking because we just had to delete four minutes of what we were talking about because it did not record. Because we're still learning how to use this technology. Yes. <laughs> so pause for one second. We just want to make sure. <laughs> All right. And it did work. So we're back. <laughs> and we can record again. Yeah. Now we won't have that long pause where I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> no one, no one will no ever one know. know. Okay. So <laughs> we are coming off of our last episode, which we discussed boundaries. And so we are going to talk about fawning first and then a few other topics that kind of branch off of that. And so here we are with the fawning definition. As one of surviving childhood traumas, fawning is learned to appease the wishes, needs, and demands of others. In other words, fawns have learned the only path to safety in relationships is to forfeit their own sense of self, well-being, needs, and boundaries. Oof. Yeah, we've, we've both had experience here. Yeah, <laughs> I still do it to this day. Um, I know that part of my childhood trauma and seeing conflict often is a trigger for me in adulthood that if I see conflict now, I either want to rush in and, and mediate or I will use my fight or flight and flee the situation. So if I see two people that like are about to get into like a, a verbal altercation or they're in a verbal altercation or people that are about to get a physical altercation, I'm probably going to interject myself in the verbal altercation and try to see if I can chill them out. Right. Because I don't want that to happen. It makes me physically upset. And the same thing with physical. I'm not going to interject myself in people who are getting physical, but I will leave just completely peace out I'll, on that I'll whole situation. I'll verbally try to interject like during Mardi Gras. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, were you there? I don't know. Okay. So we had a friend of ours was using the, the tent potty. And then the guy who was holding the spot, remember him? Mm -hmm. Okay, he got paid to sit with all the stuff and hold the spot on the street. Well, he had been indulging in partying a lot. Mm -hmm. And he was walking the streets with his bike. And um, I was like, you don't want to do that. Like, he was really about to get beat up by like five people. Oh, God. And our friend was like, who's about to fight you? Anyway, so... Yes, this is a, we feel like we need to help people and it sometimes has hindered our own well-being. Yes, yes. But yeah, because I, I could have gotten really messed up yeah, trying to fix that. Right, but it's not yours to fix. Right. So we got a little boundary situation yeah. there. And I think fawning is also kind of, it's uh, synonymous with people pleasing. Yeah. So when you realize that putting yourself first and having boundaries and being able to say no to people when, and not feel bad about it. Right. Because right. that's the thing is there are steps, right? Yeah. So you, you can say no, but then internally you're like, oh my gosh, they're going to hate me because I can't do this or I can't show up or this or that. And then that's where that internal dialogue needs to get shifted and say, no, this is okay. Right. No is okay. No is okay. And people pleasing, it it makes them feel like they're more in control of what the outcome of the environment is. So if I make everyone happy in this situation, then there will be no conflict. If I just say yes and lay down, mm -hmm. there'll be no conflict because I'm always saying yes and I'm so easy, easygoing and right. complete. Except the conflict I is internally. Yes. So then me, I'm at war with myself. Like, why did I let that happen? That actually was not okay with me, but it did. Right. 
So there's there's lots of healing to do from fawning and people pleasing. I think they're pretty much the same. Um, but the idea is that it's it's a not a good coping mechanism for dealing with your trauma, childhood trauma, adult trauma. I'm sure there's people who have witnessed violence or seen violent things and now they're conflicted about what how they should be responding in the future. Um, so there are on the website from Healthline in their mental health section, um, there are seven ways to identify fawning if you need to look at yourself and say, oh. Is that me? I have those things. So the number one way is that you struggle to feel seen by others. Because you're not delivering your most authentic self, people can't really see you. They just see that you are so agreeable. Yeah. Like she's the yes girl. Mm -hmm. So not a yes girl. Yeah, yes girl. So, and then you might feel like you're misunderstood because you are delivering a misunderstood person. You're, they're not able to see the real you. You're not delivering your real self. So people Because feel, you're masking. Because people, you're masking. People don't know who you really are. Well, hell, you probably don't even know who you really are either. Not yet. Not yet. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two is you don't know how to say no to people. So we talked about that. Um, that's, that's being a yes what girl. What does it say the catchphrase might be? is you blurt out whatever makes everybody happy, which is, of course, and yes. And then you say, or you don't. It's no trouble at all, really. That's a freaking <laughs> lie. It was a lot of trouble. Yeah, no joke, no joke, no trouble at all. <laughs> so, uh, and that's people who are like, you said yes to everything, and then you're like, how am I gonna put myself in all these situations? How can I be there for all these people when I don't really have the time or the space or the energy to give them yeah and then you, you set yourself up to burn either out. burn out for yourself yes or you disappoint the people that you care about sure. that you said yes to because you can't show up yeah to everything that's really real that's really real um the next one is you feel guilty when you are angry at other people oh no yeah. remember i had to have my therapist tell me it's okay to be angry that's right it's okay right because people please and you don't want to be mad at anybody yeah. and I don't want anybody to be mad I'm at I'm like me. okay so how do I get this out I don't want to feel like this and she's like you can't you just be mad <laughs> you just have to hold you it you own that yeah so yeah you just have to own <laughs> that that's and it's okay it is it's okay. okay to it's okay especially when someone does something really effed up well I mean even if they do something a little I mean effed yeah. up but yeah. yeah it's okay still working on it right <laughs> right it is okay to feel your feelings, even if they're not always the most positive ones, because you still need to work through those too. Yeah. Especially when you've been a people pleaser for forever. Right. And so you're not conditioned to, to allow yourself to feel the negative emotions. You just stuff those down. Yeah. And then later you're like, why did I have this giant outburst with X, Y, Z? Because you're taking out all that shit yeah. that you've been stuffing down on some other situation because you've just finally had enough. Yeah. So, and sometimes that's how you get to this healing spot. Is yes. when you're like, whoa. <laughs> when you're overflow and yes. it all, you like, just where did can't. this come from? There's nowhere else to stuff it down to. Everything's no, full. You are full. Number five, you feel responsible for other people's reactions. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like this episode definitely should have been videoed because <laughs> if you could see our faces, like, <laughs> yeah, I identify <laughs> with that one for sure. Right. That's like if. 
like if you cooked something, if you if you made something or went to a restaurant and got a dish that you always get and it didn't taste the way that you thought it was going to taste, but you don't send it back because you're like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. upset the the cook or the chef, but it really is not what you remember or what you actually were craving. And you're just like, I'm just going to eat this because yeah. I don't want to make anybody What do you upset. mean? Like, that's not normal? Yeah. I yeah. do that. That's what I do. Right. Do right. <laughs> and, you know, part of me, like, when I see some people, you know, standing up for the things that they want and, they, you know, they're not rude. They're not right. being rude at all. Just it's tactful. just they're, they're saying, this isn't really what I wanted. Like, I used to be like, oh, my God, why do you have to be so difficult? Right. And it's not. It's no. just this is my standard of what I expect to come to me. And that's not what I got. And so now I want something different. And it was really a, a mind opening thing for me because I'm like, well, maybe they're not difficult. Maybe I'm just too like, oh, I don't want to upset anyone. So I'll just eat the shit pie. Right. I mean, not really. I don't want to eat the yeah, shit pie, does. but kind of, you know. And so I've I've learned a newfound respect for those kind of people who are like, no, like it's not it's nothing personal. No, and the, it's not. The shrimp and grits aren't good. I want something different. <laughs> yes. That's OK. Yes. Yes, and that's that's what p- part of that industry is. You know, you that's it happens sometimes. People, yeah. Everybody has a bad day at the work, and some people have a a whole gallon of salt spilled in their food, and they don't realize that that happened, or they yeah. just try to shoo shoo it away. And you're like, Ugh. yeah. And the whole time, people pleasers and fawners are just gonna like gag it down, like, yeah, that's yeah. great. Put some water in it. I hate this. Where are we going after? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you get the fourth meal because you're yeah. like, those first two weren't. That wasn't it. So we need the real ones. Number six, you find yourself compromising your values. Good God, why are you calling me out? I mean, I'm calling myself out. Jesus. It's definitely disgusting. This is, So I think this goes back in line with our our boundary conversation as well. We can circle back there here because when you have those boundaries, those boundaries are based on what your values are. You know, they, they feed into how you create boundaries. So when you allow someone to trample all over your boundaries, or you just don't even have them, right? You've never you developed them. Set, so you haven't like, yeah, even whatever comes. You've never even identified your values. So then, of course, they're going to get compromised. So that's that's another reason I think people try to seek healing from these behaviors because they are tired of being the the doormat. And then they realize, like, oh, this is why. Right. And all of this is, these are you problems. Yeah. There these are things are, we have to take and we have to fix. And Right. Because no one else can process it for us. What's that, that meme that goes around on Facebook? It's um, givers have to set limits because takers rarely mm-hmm. do. Yeah. So in this moment, when people learn you, they see you as the yes person. And it's not that they're like, I don't think the intent is always evil of being like, I'm just going to take all of her right. time and It's energy. just what they're used to. They're just used to that. So until you start to recognize that you're giving all of this of yourself, but you're never replenishing it within yourself, you have to take some of that, that energy back. Right. And take that power back and start exerting these are these are my values, these are my boundaries, these are these are the ways that I can move in this space without having all these other problems yeah I feel like I I I feel like we both have done that in terms of especially social media and being available to every because Uh like we have so many accounts and so many dms and it's not just you know boys in the dms but it's just like it's people that we love and we care about but at the end of the day I can't 
ignore the thing that I need to do for me or my kids mm-hmm. so that I can message you back because the society we live in is just so used to the Having constant access. communication. Yeah, and it's right. like, no, I don't. My phone goes on D&D. I put it away. I put it on the charger. I go away from it. And I ignore Facebook Messenger a lot. Yeah. So, like, you might get a response at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's my bad. That is a Katie thing. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I felt strangely when I put my phone on Do Not Disturb from, like, 10.30 to 7.30. A.M.? Yes. That's nice. Well, 7.30 a.m. because I'm, in that moment, I'm still bringing kids to school. I'm still momming with them. And at 7.30, they're all at school. And so then I'm back to like being my own human person again. And then I can now engage in other people's shit. Right, right, (laughs) right, right. And by that time I'm awake, I've at least had one cup of coffee. Yeah, no, and you're right. And then you're in a different headspace to absorb those things or to not absorb them, but to see them place somewhere they need to go and then you can move forward because... Otherwise, you can absorb them, and yeah. we don't want to always do that. No, no, that's not a good... Then that sets the tone for your whole day. Right. Okay, so I think we're going to choose here to take a break, and we'll be right back with the rest of this list. Yay! All right, and we're back. We had to do a little water break, because water is it's everything. Life. So number seven is the last one, and it's a, it's a little dead, it's a little heavy. So uh, it says, you sometimes disassociate in social situations. So it says fawning often requires that we shut down emotionally. The less we have distinct feelings of our own, the easier it is to adapt and accommodate the emotions of other people. Yeah. So sometimes this can lead to disassociating where we disconnect emotionally. This can show up as daydreaming, spacing out, withdrawing, or even going blank when we're overwhelmed in social situations. Um, this is why we relate so much to phone types and trauma responses like fight or flight because at this moment you're completely overwhelmed so you just like shut it down or like doom scrolling mm-hmm. I feel like that could go right there yes, too for sure because like, you know and I do this like say I'm in a a heavily populated area like on the cruise mm-hmm. and there's people everywhere and I don't know any of those people but I'm, I'm not in a space to know those people at this moment mm-hmm. so I will just pull out my phone and doom scroll Mm -hmm. and just be scrolling but I didn't have any internet oh shit we were in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico so what do you doom scroll so then you like that was there before no then you look at like text messages that you haven't read in like 8,000 years so it's like oh delete that oh that's a good time to delete yeah like from my old job there were like these threads so I was like let me just clean my my bank up like free up some space yeah that's great so i got productive but right. it, it was productive not destructive remember that <laughs> yes yes so that was, mantra has been going on a lot yes <laughs> so i was using that kind of overwhelm energy to to do something that was productive because i couldn't do the doom scrolling that i wanted to do yeah <laughs> yeah so remember how we explained to one of our friends um the the overwhelming feeling i feel when we're in like large settings of people and I'm like, oh my god! And she's like, what do you mean? I, I don't see any of that. No. And I'm like, like at Friendship Day, yes, there's just so many people and so many energies and so many things happening, and I can get very overwhelmed very easily. And so I would be like, okay, I'm gonna go over here, and I'm just gonna, you know, whatever. Like you said, doom scroll. I'll get on my phone, and that's a safe space. Yep. I'm safe there, right? And if there's heavy things happening. I literally, in my brain, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I am done for the day. I cannot do any more taxing activities. It's done. Like, (laughs) dinner is chicken nuggets in the air fryer and some french fries, and we're good. And I literally have those talks with myself. Yeah. 
And I'm like, today was heavy. It's okay. Take it, a break. It is. It's okay. It's okay to rest. And tomorrow is a whole new day. Yeah, we got to begin again. And so the, I, I feel like there is a, a very big difference. Oh, sorry, guys. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a difference between dissociation mm-hmm. and allowing yourself to mentally take a break or check out. Yeah. I don't know. I no, think those are the same thing. Mental break. You can't just have a mental break and be like, I'm I not going to worry about I think, that. Today. I think what it matters is what the intention is. If you are saying, like when you do it, your intentions are like, listen, self, I have had all that I can have for the day. Yeah. Like you're having this com- this yeah. internal monologue <laughs> where you're saying, self, yes. I've had all that I can have for today. It is okay for me to put this down and I will pick back up tomorrow where we left off disassociating is like you're so overwhelmed in that moment that you just the switch flips you don't have any kind of explanation to anyone you don't tell the kids it's chicken nuggets and french fries go put it in the air fryer deal with it get ketchup do what you gotta do (laughs) you don't do any of that you just like it would be like if you just went and put yourself in your room and close the door yeah with no explanation with and you don't even know why you're doing just like oh i'm overwhelmed let me run away and hide get back in my turtle shell yeah you know without any explanation yeah and you're right i do know the difference between that and how that has been and how it has been recently and where it's like i'm literally just like okay take a break for today we don't have to worry about that we don't have to fix that we can start tomorrow right (laughs) right so the advice says that uh it can be painful to consistently silence yourself and push your emotions away all while working overtime to anticipate the emotions of other people. So mm. I know that we both do that. And we like to think that that's like empathic quality. I know. This whole time we were like, <laughs> oh, this is what it is. And the more I'm learning, I'm like, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool because we can fix it and we don't, you know. Right. We can say, hey, look, I understand that this may make them uncomfortable, but I don't have to own it. I don't have to carry it on my back. Yeah, it's not And mine. that's that's. That's the biggest aha self-aware moment and being able to move forward in a positive motion because of that, you know? Yeah. And sometimes we need help from each other to remind us. We, we do. We got to get checked every once in a while. And it's checking in a way that's like loving. Yeah, yeah. And like, hey. Like, hey, you don't. It's okay. Right. The validation from someone else to say, you don't, just because you've done this forever does not mean that you have to keep doing this it. This happened last night. Yeah, I know. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, so it's like, I text Katie with something heavy, and I'm like, I need to put this somewhere. Do you have room? And she's like, I don't know what you mean, but yes. So, so I was I, like, I don't know what you're talking about, so but yes, I, I'm willing I do to the take dump, on the I do unknown. the dump, and she's like, it is okay. That is not yours. You can love them from over there. And I was like, yes. And I know that. Yeah. But in that moment, I was so frazzled-dazzled by... Because we have to fix it. Right, what we was have happening, to fix I was just like, <gasps> where? How do I? how do I deal and I just needed someone to t- gently tell me, like, bro, that that's not yours. And and making space for your own shit and saying, hey, I have my own stuff going yeah. on that I have to put priority. Right. And I can pray for you over here. I can hope and, you know, I, I could do what I can do, but I can't do what I can't do. Yeah. And that has to be enough. And it is enough. Yeah. But, but this, with society, so then we go more into masking. Yeah. So what society says is that you? there's these expectations yeah. of how much you need to show up. And I feel like those are getting even larger and larger and larger now because we work so much, we don't play, you know, we're always kind of taxing our human selves, the, yeah. the whole self, and not really giving ourselves 
good energy, play energy, rest, proper rest. Like rest just because you need to rest, not just because you're you're you burnt right, out. Right. But like rest because I deserve to rest. Yes. I mean, I personally think we should live like bears. Like where we hibernate for the winter and then we are good for the rest of the time. I mean, I kind of do do that. I do too. <laughs> But that's that's also called seasonal depression. Uh, so. <laughs> I was thinking more like you know you you get all your food in during the yeah. winter, you gain a little exactly. Weight, this this then, is my winter weight right yeah. now. I've had this conversation. This is my winter weight, and by by maybe April May, I'll be back down to my spring summer weight. Yeah, and then come November, I'm yes. gonna be revving it back up to get and to I'm my okay winter with weight. That. I am too. It's yeah. like my body's moving with the seasons, and yes. I'm okay with this pattern. Yes. But society is not always getting yeah. this pattern. So society's like, no, Lori, you need to stay fit, slim, whatever, uh, whatever my ideal size is all year round. That's just not going to happen. And then show up to all of the events with a big smile on your face and your hair done and your mask on and yeah. the, hey, everyone, how are you? Da, 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 and pretend that everything is fine because that's what we do as a society. We don't talk about the crazy bad shit that's happening. Right. We just have to pretend. And sometimes the shit is so crazy and bad that you just can't <laughs> pretend anymore. No. And there no. was a time where, you know, if I went somewhere and someone's like, how are you? There was no more left of, I'm good, how are you? Right. It was, do you really want to know? Because right. I'm about to tell you, and it ain't fun. Do you have time? <laughs> right. How much are time you do sure you, you have? Are you sure you want to know the truth? Right. <laughs> because not everybody's ready for the truth. There's right. a lot of people who still want to keep the mask, and they want you to keep the mask, and they don't want you to take it off, because then they'll have to deal with their own shit. I have the opposite problem. That people engage me, and then they immediately, it's it's like a phenomenon, I promise. It's the craziest <laughs> thing. People meet me and then they immediately are like, hey, so seven weeks ago my dad died and I had really bad diarrhea for like 12 weeks and then this happened with my grandma and I wrecked my car and then, you know, I threw my keys off of the spillway and I don't know where they are. It's like, what? I just met you. I told you my name was Lori. But immediately they're like, bam. Just this this whole feeling, word, experience, just vomit. And so no, I don't know what it is about my mask that makes them feel like this. this lady is where I put it down. We need to get you, like, what, what's the best protection crystal? I don't know. Or, like, maybe an intention of, hey, today I'm not in this mode. <laughs> I am in have fun for Lori yeah. and not solve the world's problems right. mode. Gracie asked me the other day, she said, you know, I look just like you, but people don't come up to me like they come up to you. I said, well, because you are less approachable than me. <laughs> right. And she was like, she has learned boundaries. You're right. She has not learned people pleasing that and fawning. Because I see the same thing in mine. Generational curses have been broken Yes. Here. Yes. I said, Gracie, that is fine. And you you are going to eventually appreciate yes. not having all these people come up to you. You're going to be like, yes, I don't need, I have my own stuff to deal with. Yes. You need to focus on what you're doing with your life and not have all these extra things flying around, buzzing in your ear and stuffing all your real emotions down because you can't deal with them because you're dealing with everybody else's emotions. Yeah, no, mine does the same thing. She's yeah. like, Mom, you know, you just told me not to worry about what other people are, are having and now you, you talk, <laughs> she'll stop me because I'm like, I see people on the street, you know, pulling, a lady was at the bus stop and she had two twins and a stroller and she had to pull the stroller up onto the bus. I was like, oh, that's just, I feel so bad. I'm like, you know what? 
And Hartley's like, you know, mom, you just told us not to worry about other people. Don't don't worry about them. She, she got the bus. She's going to be OK. And I'm just like, you're right. You're right. OK. So instead, I'm like, OK, I am grateful that that is not the, the path that I have to take and that we are able to have a car to bring you guys to school. But she'll check me, too, because I do. I, I you know, I get sad yeah. for people like that. And I'm just like, oh, look at that poor person. They don't they have a flat tire. She's like, mom, focus. Just drive. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. Focus. focus. <laughs> Sorry, mic drop. <laughs> Literally. Let's focus. Let's see how long this is. And yeah, let's go ahead and break. take a break, and we'll be back in a little while. We will do it. And go. <laughs> <laughs> the countdown stopped. We're back. So we wanted to dive a little bit deeper. We've done the fawning part and the people pleasing part, and we want to talk more about masking. Um, so masking is defined as concealing one's emotion by portraying another emotion. It's most mostly used to conceal a negative emotion like sadness, frustration, anger, and you conceal it with a positive emotion. So you are clearly having like, you know, some sort of turmoil in your life, but you're not letting that show because that's too vulnerable, that's dangerous. So you're like, I'm gonna pretend that I'm happy. Right. And just rock with that, but be actually completely devastated, sad, frustrated, angry, whatever the emotion is on the inside. And then so the definition that I got was masking is a complex way for neurodivergent people to navigate a neurotypical world. Learning neurotypical attributes, social settings, and hiding behaviors that other people may think are weird, which is kind of what we talked about before we went on, of like some of our little things. Our that, quirks yes. that we do. Conmos. Because we're both, yeah, any scratchy clothes. So Katie and I are both neurodivergent people. We both have undiagnosed. Uh, well, well, hey, you, mine's diagnosed. You have a diagnosed. I, just, I am unmedicated. That's right. I'm unmedicated and undiagnosed. I'm self-diagnosed. Yes. And unmedicated. Yes. But I do medicate myself with other things. Yes. Which are not healthy. So oh, yeah. this is all me masking and looking for ways to hide and shield my actual self from my world. Because if I show everybody that I'm this super disorganized, could be flaky, uh, forgetful, um, spaced out sometimes right. uh super involved other times if i show everybody that yeah that, that hyper focus yeah really confuses people or like i think people do see how many like habits or like uh like side projects i have and they're like how do you have time for all of them like i don't but i i want to do everything yes i want to try everything yes. i want to be everything so i'm gonna start it and then i never finish it and that's okay it is when we know that that's why right that it's it's a brain function yeah thing, totally it's less of you like being hard on yourself, more of like, okay, well, I might pick that back up later. Yeah, and I don't. Everything doesn't have to get fixed, <laughs> finished. No, and I've, I've just learned how to be a little bit more responsible with that aspect. We talked about this outside, like when I need, when I know that I need the dopamine, like I've had a bad day or yeah. had a really rough day, I used to just go shopping. Like it was just my thing, yeah. I'm going shopping. That's the impulsive part of it. was definitely yeah. impulsive, and then I would spend money that I shouldn't have been spending on shopping. But I, I did it and I'd feel guilty about it later. So now I go to the thrift store instead because yeah, no, I'm still getting for, the dopamine of going shopping, but I'm not contributing to fast fashion. I'm not spending money that I shouldn't be spending. My budget is more in check. Right. And I feel better about the entire experience. 
Yeah. So I'm going to no. do it. I'm going to keep, I'm a systems, thrift advocate. Systems have helped. It's, what is, it, <laughs> what is the thing? It's, um, I don't remember which we said. Anyway, so we'll get back to masking. Yes. Sorry. Instead of talking about all of our ADHD <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> But masking is thought of as a, a learned behavior. This can also include like mimicking other people's facial expressions, like matching people yeah, when like, they're talking. Oh, like if they're surprised, yes. you're surprised too. Oh, wow, it's, really? And I think about this that like babies do that when they're little. Yeah. Like you go like, and they try to do it. Mm-hmm. So they're already like, okay, I need to do whatever these old people are doing right. in order to live because they keep me alive. So I'm thinking like masking could be learned. And obviously the intentions are very different when you're a baby. But I'm just thinking how early on we start to mimic other people's faces. Right. And or we, yeah, in order to, to feel how we feel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because the, the when you do unmask and you stop doing those things, it makes dealing with society a little bit different. Because like people will tell you things that they think are our regular normal beliefs to have and then you're just looking at them like um <laughs> I, I really feel like you should go to therapy about that yes. like well i mean everybody should go to therapy about everybody should go to therapy yes yes therapy, <laughs> therapy is a good goal <laughs> yeah but that can't be the only conversation you're having when you have a co- oh c- because for me now that's all that i see is maybe that might be what it is is the opposite for you is that's all that other people see in you is a is a fix, yes. right? And so all I see is what needs to get fixed, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a insecure attachment style, right there. <laughs> let's let's work on that as I'm working on my own shit. Yeah, well, but that's what's making me so aware of it. I'm just like, oh. when you see it in yourself, and you, you can identify you it in other people. Else. Yeah, but the same thing will happen with masking too. You'll start to notice, like I would I. I've noticed, especially when I was in a lot of the like high-powered sales positions, it's actually encouraged for you to match your client. Yeah. To, to get them to, you could psychologically yeah. switch them into doing what you want them to do by nodding your head at the same time, saying the same thing that they say because now they think that they're in alignment with you. And so they're like, oh, well yeah, I could totally trust this person because you don't even realize it's happening. Right. So it's, it's very tricky. So masking is super important. It goes into what we consider to be like social etiquette. It decides what's proper, what's not in terms of body language. So like what we're saying here, like what, and then also too, like how you present yourself. Like you you say you wanna go out in like sweats and a t-shirt, but you know you're about to present yourself in front of like these people or those people or people. And so you're like, I can't leave the house like this. I have to put on something that's proper i need to go brush my hair i need to shave my face i need to shave my legs i need to hide my tattoos in certain situations or take my piercings out like there's all these different ways that we try to society fit yeah. into society and mask ourselves who we really are like that's why i love people that other people consider to be like the weirdos and the freaks yeah i'm like good for you yes good like our, our tattooed you. friends with the blue hair yes. and the rainbows yeah yes. no and I, I feel the same way because I look at it in awe and like respect like that's awesome it because is. in order to live in this world like you know that you're dealing with some bullshit mm-hmm. doing it but you're just like F it right and that's kind of where I have come to to a certain degree myself I'm still working on you know the whole fitting into society thing but I'm not as concerned with it I'm not I'm right. just like look this is who I am you either want to buy a house from me or not. You know, I'm not going to pretend to right. show up a di- in a different way because 
and I feel like a lot of my clients have been people who needed help, not just in buying the house, but they also needed that that coaching on right. along the journey. Yeah. And for me, that's it's a human connection thing. It's sure. not a sales job to No, me. it's definitely gotta be a connection thing. And you gotta have a, a vibe and a rapport with your clients. Yes. You're spending a, a, a lot of time with them and that's more than likely the largest purchase they'll ever right. make. And so. a lot of my clients are single moms. And so that is very special to me. Because you understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all get each other. Yes. I like that. I think a lot of people, they, um, one of my biggest things is they notice my hair is so gray. And they're always like, wow, it looks so good on you. And I'm like, well, cool, because it just grows out my head like right. this. Like, what am I going to do about it? And I think that they think it's like an act of rebellion. And I mean, I guess in a way, I could understand why why you would think that, especially because I'm significantly younger than people that have hair this gray. Right. So it looks like, whoa. Like people ask me, do you dye it gray? No, it, it really does just grow out my hair mm-hmm. like that, like like, like this. And I've come to a place where I just accept it. I forget that that's right. what it looks like or that's a big deal. But for a lot of like older women who are still dyeing their hair yeah, and they see me and they're like, that's so brave. And I'm like, is it? Am I really being brave or am I just to being them, myself? To them it's brave yes. and they're saying, hey man, awesome. Yes. So I think it's just that part of like, you find ways to live in your authenticity. Yeah. And this is definitely one of my ways. And I'm never, I can't change it. <laughs> I mean, you can, but. You, I can't. You, you're not. It don't go no more. Yeah. It don't go no more. <laughs> <laughs> so there are times when you can um, drop your mask. So let's say you're overwhelmed, like. Uh, overstimulated. Overstimulated, <laughs> overwhelmed, if you're exhausted. And then that's when you kind of expose yourself in a, in a, it's probably more than likely in a negative light. Yeah, that's because the not all of that, self all of that fake shit that yeah. you were putting on, and now you're at this point of almost burnout where you let, let drop it all because you can't hold all those balls you've been juggling, and you you blow up. So then that means you have to look for sources to heal from masking. So you need to take the mask off. And I don't think that there's like a, a moment like in the movie, The Mask, where you put the mask on, <laughs> right, right. put the mask off. I think that it is like a gradual, gradual undressing meeting of yourself. That's exactly right. <laughs> Good. I see what you did there. I see. I started reading a book today by um, the holistic psychologist, Dr. Nicole. I don't want to say it without having it in front of me. It is by Dr. Nicole LaPera. She is the holistic psychologist. And the book is How to Meet Yourself. And it's a workbook on self-discovery. We'll tag it in the credits or comments the of description. The, the description. Of the, of the, <laughs> I do that part so she'll know she what does. it's called. <laughs> she does. We have, we have roles of yes. stuff that we're good at and stuff that we're yes. not good at. So, um, and I think that that book is what pretty much inspired me to do this episode today with these topics and I mean, we've been talking about things like this, but it was like, okay, that rolls right into it. And it was a lot of helpful information on how to unmask. She talks about it explicitly. Right. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of um, grounding and mindfulness exercises. She's got a workbook that goes hand in hand with it. So you can take your time with it and really unfold and meet yourself. Right. Because we've been playing these characters sometimes for our whole lives. Right. So just as long as it took for you to learn it and master it, it's going to take 
a while and a lot of dedication for you to and you might feel really weird unlearn it <laughs> yeah because well, <laughs> i'm like i'm so socially awkward and weird now that i'm like just being me and i'm not putting on the mask and i'm not doing the things and i'm a friend of ours was like you know just be you katie i'm like i am but i'm also i know myself now and i am a little weird like to the the standard of society they may deem me to be a little weird. Well, yeah. And I'm okay with that now. That, that is Before okay. I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm okay with it. It is what it is. And my people will come. That's right. <laughs> That's right. When you take that mask off, whoever's supposed to be there will be there. Yes. For sure. And then you, you they make space for you unmasked. So I love that. Um, let's see. What's next? Healing from masking. I guess we could flip to that part. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be back. Bye. Yay. And we're back. It's not, it's, it is yay. We, we yes. do really love this stuff. We, we're grateful that you guys come and listen to us. <clears throat> and we're grateful for everybody who gives us feedback and comes and actually asks questions yes. or puts a new topic that they want to hear us talk about. We really do enjoy that. We do. You know, we've just been having to pick it ourselves. Come on, guys, help us out. Yeah, <laughs> tell us what you what weird topic and neurodivergent thing or emotion or traumatic event. What? Let's go there. We're ready. We're definitely more Maybe than we, willing. We got to figure that out before we can add callers to the podcast. But we'll we'll put that on the list because that would be cool. Call in and or we could do like a live episode where oh, they can yeah. ask questions in the comments <gasps> and then we can answer them like look, that. Look at us. <clears throat> You'll see in the content that I plan for the next week, I do have a poll. So when you go to our page, you can look at that poll and comment and let us know if you wanted to see us do a live episode where you guys can comment and we can bounce back and forth that way. Yeah, that would be really cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I agree. All right, so we're back with unmasking because that's that's what we need to do. Yep. So unmasking your authentic self doesn't happen overnight, but rather it requires a journey of self-discovery and reflection. To start, it's essential to let go of the masks and societal expectations that you've been wearing for so long. Spending time alone and getting in touch with your thoughts and feelings, being honest with yourself about what you really want, your strengths, weaknesses, values, and beliefs. Explore your passions and hobbies as they can lead you down a path towards discovering your own identity. Don't shy away from asking for guidance or support from friends or professionals if need be. Their insight can help you uncover hidden truths about yourself that have been suppressed for a really long time. In essence, taking the time and effort to unmasking your authentic self is not only empowering, but it also embarks you on this incredible journey where you get to become more of yourself. And guess what? You get to meet yourself. Because <laughs> then you become the real you. Yeah. And you're just out here like letting your freak flag fly. And that's like hashtag goals. Yes. Like I want to be that. And then hopefully that leads me to being like that old lady in the woods with like Oh, we're totally going to get there by then. I know, right? Where I'm just like outside, like, look at the moon. And then I remember when I texted you and I was like, dude, I just got a message and we're going to live for at least 40 more years. Like like, we have 40 more of these things coming. Yeah. So we have to get there. We have to. Yeah. Yeah. There's no. You can't. So that's another thing. Once you start, you might want to go back. You will want to go back. You will say, why did I do this? Why can't I just pretend like everyone else? Uh, because it's hard work. It is. It's, it's dirty draining. Work. Mm-hmm. But it is very freeing. It's rewarding, yeah. Like, I would never want to go back now. Right. I think we hit some speed bumps sometimes when we start to unmask and uncover things. And then we have to deal with and heal the parts of the trauma that 
gave us those masks or those responses or those attachment styles or those whatever we have those nuances that we have and I think I think there's time where I'm like man I wish I just never tried to lift that stone up because yeah <laughs> then I wouldn't have to know shit it's still on my back and I'm trying to put it down but yeah. it won't it won't do it right like get down and it, you you can't put it down until you actually dissect it and go through it and then apply it and then make it a new habit of like okay we're leaving this shit that we don't need behind and moving forward with these help healthy coping mechanisms and i think part of what this unmasking is is utilizing healthy coping mechanisms in in a way to meet yourself yeah instead of using those fawning and oh let me just right we're just we're just we're just we're just blocking all of the the healing from happening and you're perpetuating the people pleasing masking and then you just never get to that point where you're like oh I am not that person. Yeah. I'm actually a person who would rather stay at home or I'm actually a person who would rather say no. Um, so, and that's- Yeah, that's I remember when I was younger um, and I would date guys and, you know, back when we were like 16, 17, they all had big trucks and, you know, we pretended that we liked football and trucks and mud riding. And like, as I got older, I'm like, I don't fucking like that. Yeah. I don't like trucks. I don't want to get muddy. I, I, I want to get muddy in a different way. Right. Like going through a hiking trail or something, yeah. but not on like a loud ATV. And then like football. I, I thought I liked football. And then, you know, I even like, I don't watch it now because right. it used to, it would hurt my blood pressure. But then I'm like, I don't really... I don't. No, there's no choice. I'm cool. There. Like, someone was like, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, are you watching the football games? And they're like, Katie, the Super Bowl already passed. Like, the season's over. I was like, oh, <laughs> my bad. Like, before, there was no way I would right. let any man know that I didn't know when football season was. Now, I'm like, I don't care. No. I don't care about that. Because guess what? You don't care about this, that, and the other that I'm going to do. I don't care. Go ahead. Watch your football. That can be for you. <laughs> and this can be for me. Right. I remember I... um. I was in like these fantasy football leagues with people from my work, these dudes. So then I was dedicating my Monday night to football. My Thursday night was dedicated to football and my Sunday was dedicated to football. That's a lot of stress. It was. And then I was like, oh, my team person got hit. And then I have to watch like all the different games because if one person got right. injured who was on my team, I have to know so I could put him on the bench so that my roster wouldn't. It was like a lot. It was so overwhelming. And like you did that to fit in with the I guys. I did. I was like, like, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Team. We're yeah. all good. So, yeah, because if you didn't, then they're like, oh, here's this woman, and she doesn't want to be, you know, she's doing womanly things. Oh, she, like, she doesn't even know about football. Right, right. So you're like, I have to prove myself. Yeah. Yes, I do. I do know about football. I know enough about it to beat y'all in fantasy football. It's not even <laughs> real football. But one year for Lent, I mean, and I'm not even Catholic, but for Lent, I, I feel like that's okay to do a little purge after Mardi Gras and all that party, and we do. So for Lent, I gave up football for the following year. And then I just never went back to the yeah. football. I was like, well, there we This was that. great. I really, I like that give up. That's going to stay up. I did that with Coca-Cola too. I just gave it up one year for Lent. And I was like, mm, really don't need it. I don't need it. So I don't drink it anymore. Yeah. Just that simple. Once I had eliminated it from that my life. soda water will get that yeah. nice little tingle there. Yeah, that's, that's enough. Sensory that is enough. <laughs> if you need crunch, every once, yes, some crunchy every water. Every once in a while you need that crunch in yes. there. And yes, I got I'll it. I'll go get my little sugar-free whatever drink. I don't remember what they're called. The ice <laughs> things. The, what I'm talking about? Yes, the ice drinks. Yes. Yeah, I know what yes. you mean. Those are flavored uh, sparkling water. Yes. Things. They're like yeah. sugar-free. Yeah. yeah, those things. 
Um, so I think once you start to uh, recognize these symptoms of people pleasing and masking in yourself, then you can seek out ways to reverse those. Right. And it, I feel like everything that we talk about literally comes down to self-awareness. Yes. And if you've been, most of the time, if you've been masking, you're not self-aware, you're people aware. So you're mostly paying attention to everyone around you. You don't even know. Like I've gotten so self-aware. I literally can tell you that my right hip is less strong than my left hip because I can feel I'm so in tune with my own body and being in my body that I can feel that and that is a new fabulous feeling to have I am not now I'm not as people aware I am me aware right and that is what's helping me move forward and just sit down and like look at your weekend Look at your weekend plans and go through everything that you're going to do and ask yourself, do I really enjoy doing this? Mm-hmm. Does this make me happy? Does this make me feel excited? Or does this make me anxious? Do I feel like I have to do it because, you know, I've already committed or this right. is what I'm supposed to do is per it, standard? Is it fulfilling? Yeah. Or are you fulfilling other people? Right. Right. And sometimes we are going to fulfill other people. Yeah. So-and-so's got a baby shower. So-and-so's got a birthday. Like, those are some things where you might feel a little more obligated to go. But then also, too, like, man, you don't have to. Yeah. Sometimes I can't. Yeah. You just don't have to. And if I can't show up as my best, happiest self, I'm not going to come. Well, I mean, there's some things. And you're not going to want me to come anyway. There's some things, too. Like, I know some people that just refuse to go to funerals. I like to go and honor and wish my well wishes of peacefulness and joy and healing to the family and to the person who's left this plane i want to have that last goodbye <clears throat> but i know some people that are just like no that's not anything i want to give my time or energy to okay fine then you don't have to go but i would like that closure but you don't have to have it if you can have closure however you want it right right you choose right maybe that day you say whatever a little divvy up to the heavens or wherever you think that person went and just say right. hope you're whatever having you believe in hope you're having a good time wherever you are thanks for you know the opportunity to have known you while you were here so yeah. i mean i get it but i think that it, it obviously you need to be able to reflect and even and i talk about this all the freaking time but keeping a journal of your thoughts and not just the thoughts that you not the stuff that you would be afraid of someone else read like really think about this diary of like your actual internal model, like the, like the shit you don't say, put it down. Right. Because then you can go back and read it and that's, that's authentically what you're feeling and what you're thinking. And then you can see, okay, this is where I need to maybe do a little bit more of the work right here. Like if I'm having these kind of feelings, I'm sad today, but, or I've been sad for a couple of days, but I'm fixing to go, you know, to a crawfish bowl this weekend and that's going to make me happy. Is it? Maybe. It might. To you, it probably would. To me, I'd be like, no, I'm probably, can you bring me a to-go box? Right. <laughs> right. And I would be like, that would get me out of my funk. I'd be like, yes. Right. Yes. I can go hang out with other people and I will have a good time, be in the sunshine. Which is crazy because I used to be like that. Yeah. But I don't think that that was me authentically showing up it was like this is what's expected because katie's always the happy one with a smile on her face and you know that's just what it was and i don't even mind going and if somebody asks me hey how have you been i was like well yeah i've been really sad this week but i'm really grateful that i get to come out and do this this brings me joy yeah that's great though because you're acknowledging where you've been Mm -hmm. and you're also acknowledging how awesome this is gonna make me feel yeah 
shake you out of there. It is. And I like that. Social stuff like that is good for me. I am that extroverted person. I got no problem with that. But I'm equally introverted. Yeah. I like to hang out in my own head, in my own bed, a lot. Yeah, I mean, there are times where I'm like, okay, man, I look at my calendar. It's been a minute since I've seen people and other (laughs) humans, and I'm feeling a little feisty. Maybe I need to go peopling. Yeah, and then I go to Bacchus. I have a really good time at the parade. Good, fun, clean time. And then I'm like, (laughs) our friend who was in town from Tampa, she's like, so you want to go to breakfast before we pick up the kids? And I was like, no, I want to stay at my house for five days in a row. (laughs) This is what I want to do. And that's what I've learned is good for me. Yeah. I can go in trickles 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 yeah i like it well we're gonna trickle our way out of here for today and uh again we'll put it out there send us some swag if you don't need the address to send it to yeah they can just dm us you know hit us up on the dm katie will not respond to your dm until five o'clock that's right (laughs) when she wakes up but i don't wake up then so i'll respond around 7 30 perfect i'm the morning time person you're the evening time person because if you hit it up past eight o'clock it ain't gonna be answered (laughs) i will for me so i want to thank um brightway insurance the schmidt family agency in harahan louisiana as i usually do for giving us the opportunity to have our podcast here and hosting us with this equipment so we don't have to pay for it yes thank god (laughs) we've just had to learn how to work it right which (laughs) which has been enough of a challenge um and i want to give another shout out to the lawnscape guy llc.com uh give him a shout for all of your um paving driveway rock needs he's your guy yes oh and also if you do want to donate to our podcast in an effort to help us um, keep this going and maybe expand and explore we will put a um, there's like a little donation thing that we have we'll put the link in the podcast so if you want to throw you know whatever you got in our donation coffee cup you can yes um, and we look forward to having you back next week we do we do go out there and live your most authentic take that mask off self. Yeah. one trickle at a time <laughs> <laughs> this is silly alright bye love you bye